Yes, Dot, the DJ this morning on KMLJ. The wonderful wake-up workout today. Medical Director for Minnesota's Medicaid and Minnesota Care Program, Dr. Nathan Chomolo, joins us this morning. Doctor, good morning and welcome back to the show. Uh, good morning, and I was going to say Happy New Year, but we're, we're almost out of January here, Freddie, so uh, I guess just good morning is going to suffice. <laughs> yes, it will. I'm just curious, uh, not long ago, I guess in the third quarter of last year, Minnesota Care uh, had a program out where residents had to re-register to make sure that they were on the right program, or uh, if they weren't on it, they needed to get on the program, or people were, were taken off. How did that program go, and what does it look like right now in Minnesota? Yeah, we, we are still in the middle of it, and so um, when we did the unwind of the public health emergency, when when all those changes ended, uh, we had to go back and re-verify the 1.5 million Minnesotans on uh, Medicaid and Minnesota care, uh, making sure they were eligible. And so that is a process that, as a state, we wanted to try to get as right as possible. And so we're taking the full um, 12 months that the government, uh, the federal government allowed us. And so we're right in the middle of it, actually. Uh, so it is still ongoing. We're still trying to get the word out. Uh, we have our website, uh, Renew My Coverage, mn.gov slash Renew My Coverage where you can um, uh, find out uh, if you or your loved one who's on medical assistance or Minnesota Care is due for renewal, you can find out more there. All right, we're talking with Dr. Nathan Chumolo. So how have you gotten feedback? I'm sure you have. What are people saying about the, the re-register to make sure that they're eligible? And uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, there are some people who are going, what happened? I thought I, have co- I had coverage and now I don't. Yeah, yeah, and that is there's a big gap there because um, we're relying on folks uh, to know when they signed up, what month they signed up. Uh, that's when they should see in the mail an envelope with a blue stamp. So we say when you see the blue, it's time to renew. Uh, and unfortunately, one of the things that uh, our system is a little behind here in Minnesota is that it's all paper-based still. And so I think a lot mm. of folks are used to you know getting an, a notice and saying, oh, I can go online, I can update my information. Um, and for this process, uh, you still have to fill out that paper packet, uh, send it in. Uh, sometimes you have to be working with your county um, or if you get administered through your tribal nation, you know, those are the, the folks you're working with. Uh, and so th- there's a, a couple more steps to this process than people might think is necessary. Uh, there's a lot of folks who got coverage during the pandemic who hadn't been through this process before, so that part is new to them. And so we are seeing, you know, unfortunately, folks who um, either didn't realize they had to fill that out in a timely manner um, or something got missed on the paperwork and their coverage got delayed. Um, and so we have folks, you know, able to work with you. There's by navigators through Minsure. Um, and so you can find navigators near you uh, that if you're having trouble getting through the process, they can step in and help uh, along the way. Uh, and we are, But we are seeing folks in our community lose coverage. The good news is if you get that notification, you know, you can get back into the system pretty quickly if you do it within three months. And then if at any time, you know, you're eligible, you can always uh, sign up right then and there. You don't have to wait for specific windows of time uh, to sign up for uh, medical assistance. Dr. Nathan Chomolo, Medical Director for Minnesota's Medicaid and Minnesota Care Program, joins us live this morning. And uh, we're just a range of things, and I hope you don't mind, past trauma with medical abuse and discrimination to people with people of color, color has led to distrust in many service providers, and we saw that amplified during COVID. How is it best to build uh, trust in service providers? What is the state of Minnesota doing in that regard, sir? 
Yeah, and you know we are really trying to learn lessons uh, from uh, how the COVID nineteen response uh, worked um, and how it didn't work. Um, uh, you know, the Department of Health uh, created the COVID community coordinators, uh, which really uh, tried to create partnerships and, and I think successfully create partnerships with community organizations to share information, uh, have trusted messengers um, that aren't just always folks from the state or, or folks from your doctor's office out there uh, being able to. Uh, share information. And that's what we're doing with uh, the rollout uh, uh, and the re-enrollment for Medicaid uh, as well, is we're really trying to you know, go to where folks are at, get information uh, that they need, try to be responsive. And so some of the features on our website, um, some of the features of the re-enrollment process, like being able to take a picture of your uh, application and upload a picture on, of it online, are things that we've done in direct response to what we've heard uh, in community and doing a better job uh, of meeting folks where they're at. But, you know, I think, think we still got a ways to go. And, you know, my commitment's always been to keep showing up, keep listening, uh, keep making those changes and then coming back and sharing, you know, the good news when we have it. Can you talk about a recent study by the journal, uh, journal Pediatrics from researchers at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia? And it suggests that COVID-19 vaccines have a, eh, a level of protection for children against long covid what does that protection look like, and can you revisit what long COVID is? Yeah, and so long COVID is the name that's been given to folks who continue to have symptoms after being uh, having a, a illness with COVID, uh, you know, for more for more than two to three months. Um, and so, uh, you know, symptoms like fatigue, uh, upset stomach, um, headache, troubles with focus or concentrating. Um, in kids, additional things can look like mood swings, you know, being really irritable, things like rashes um, or, or shortness of breath. Uh, I think of uh, some of the, the teens I've had who are really high-level uh, athletes who are having trouble, you know, doing just things, basic things at practice, you know, for, for weeks after what was thought to be just a mild you know, case of COVID. They weren't hospitalized or anything like that. They had just a mild case of COVID, but they had symptoms lasting for weeks or months sometimes. And so this was good news to see that the vaccines do help uh, protect uh, uh, kids from experiencing not only just that severe illness right away, but these long-term symptoms, which we know can really uh, impact the quality of life um, and what they're trying to do to stay healthy. And I, I liken it to, you know, like we're used to on our phones getting our software updated, I don't know, every like two, three months. Mm -hmm. um, our immune systems are somewhat like that too. Like they need updating. Um, and so uh, what the vaccines are doing is kind of giving us a way to update safely uh, so that it doesn't get, uh, you know, dysregulated. That's what a lot of folks think happens with long COVID is that our immune systems are acting up uh, because they don't know quite how to respond uh, or when to stop responding to uh, the infection. And, and that's what, what leads to these long COVID symptoms. And so it was really a good news to see that uh, the vaccines can help protect our kids from that. It's interesting. You work a lot in pediatrics. In fact, that's your practice. And I'm wondering, does COVID also present in teens as uh, the, the skin discolorations or the, the patchy or dry skin and no other way? You know, I, I've seen COVID present a lot of weird ways. Um, uh, I think I've seen hives is probably kind of the, the rash that I've seen most commonly. 
um, uh, kind of as just the only symptom. I haven't seen, you know, just a dry rash. And, you know, that can be hard, particularly this time of year when the air gets a little bit colder. Folks who have sensitive skin or eczema are more likely to break out anyways. Um, and so that alone would be lower risk. But if you're seeing hives, that, that is something that I have seen present as the only symptom of a COVID infection. Um, and, and so, again, thinking about what we can do when we know the rates are high, um, uh, things like masking, things like uh, testing before we go places uh, or for having any symptoms and then, you know, connecting with our doc if we got questions. Write us a prescription for guarding against COVID fatigue and vaccine fatigue. Yeah, I mean, I think that the virus isn't getting tired of infecting us. Uh, and so we got to kind of think about how, what can we do to kind of protect ourselves, protect our loved ones. Uh, and that, you know, a lot of these measures uh, to protect against COVID are also really common sense measures uh, to protect against the flu and RSV and other viruses that we know are out there that also you know, can really mess up our day, mess up our week, mess up our month. Um, and so I think thinking about how there's multiple benefits to just being uh, really thoughtful about where we go. Uh, the, uh, how we are using masks, how we're using testing, um, and, and how we're talking to each other about what we're, the symptoms we're experiencing. And then getting the vaccines or, or the treatments when, when they're available, because they do make a difference in you know protecting us from severe illness, getting us uh, recovered quicker, um, and, and making sure that we are able to enjoy all the things we want to do. All right. In case you don't know, Dr. Nathan Chomolo was on the front line, uh, moved over to help us to fight COVID-19. And uh, he gave a lot of soothing comments and helped us to really navigate uh, this horrible disease at, from the very, very beginning. And I know a lot of Minnesotans owe you a large debt of gratitude because you're an African-American history maker and you've saved so many lives. Do you have a final thought for us this morning, Dr. Chomolo? Oh, thank you, Freddie. I, I will just say, you know, it's a new year and there's a couple other things I just wanted to make sure folks are aware of. Uh, we know that, you know, money can get in the way of getting it to get the care you need, uh, particularly for our uh community members on medical assistance and so starting january 1st the legislature and the governor last year passed laws so that there are no co-pays or deductibles for folks on medical assistance so you shouldn't get a, that uh, bill for a copay no deductibles to get the care you need whether it's a telehealth visit showing up to your doc going to urgent care um, and so if you feel like you need to get seen uh, hopefully finances aren't the thing you know that are getting in your way if you're on medical assistance um, and there's just a lot of information that we'd be happy to share with folks about increased benefits to things like dental coverage for adults, uh, increased payment to doulas so that hopefully we get more access to doulas for our community members, things like uh, care for folks who are experiencing homelessness as they transition out of uh, hospital settings. Um, and so just a lot of ways that we are trying to be, again, more responsive uh, and understand that we don't want uh, you know things like finances to get in the way of folks getting the care they need, getting healthy uh, and getting back out there. Um, and I guess one last final thought would be, you know, happy birthday to Ms. Chantel. I understand it's her birthday today, so I didn't want to leave without saying happy birthday. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Chomalo. I appreciate that. <laughs> He's Dr. Nathan Chomolo, and uh, that's really great news about getting ready to copay. So that's even if folks were in the exchange uh, with the health partners and all the rest of it that they can avail themselves to. So, to anyone who's on medical assistance, uh, you know, no copays or that's like in that people might recognize it with like straight MA. Um, so medical assistance, straight MA, those folks uh, don't have any copays or deductibles. All right. Doctor, thanks so much for being with us. You always answer the call, and we really appreciate you being with us this morning on KMLJ. Thanks so much for having me. Hope everyone has a good day. You too. Thank you so much. Good information.
man. <laughs> he That's why they call him the doctor. <laughs> the doctor is in. Yes, very much so. Good stuff. All right, it's 822 on the clock. We got more music coming up. Party next door. Is a party next door or is the party over here right now? You tell me. Party over here. Where the party at? Party over Ooh, here. Who I want to play that next? <laughs>